Married to who? Podcast, 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 podcast. podcast. Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are the couples Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer Terry. This week, we're here to talk about Village of the Angels, written by Chris Chibnall and Maxine Alderton, directed by Jamie Magnus Stone, aired November 21st, 2021. Before we begin... Happy Doctor Who Day, everybody. We're recording this November 23rd. That's Ooh. Doctor Who Day for you nerds. Why is it Doctor Who Day, Jake? That's the day that the first episode came out. Where's my cake? <laughs> Wait, does that J- mean JFK Jake? Day was yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. I didn't get a federal holiday for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to call up that boss. <laughs> I won't be showing up to work today. I mean, <laughs> logging on to work. Do you work at the building? Uh, Three out of the five days, yes. All right. Until that's next week. Three too many, maybe. <laughs> then do you work exclusively at home with your new gig? Uh, it's It's been talked about, uh, but I do have to go into orientation. I got that invite today. The invite? Declined. Ooh. <laughs> I did not RSVP. <laughs> Sorry, can't go. <laughs> Busy. Did you know that C.S. Lewis died on the same day as JFK? Did not. Who's is I that? Didn't know He's C.S. Lewis died. He wrote the Narnia books. Oh yeah. Mm. Hey Cody. Hey Jake. What'd you think of this one? This episode is fucking. Wait, Jake. Look at me. Look at some sort of, look at the picture of me on your desk that I sent you for Christmas 2021. Got it. Deeper to the eyes, Jake, this episode is fucking great. It's really good. It's it's nice. I still hate the split stories. It feels awkward in Doctor Who, but I'm fine with it. Sam? I think this Angels episode might be the best Angels episode. Uh, blasphemy. Alex? (laughs) (laughs) This episode was trash. It had, like, no story. The characters were blot. No, I'm just kidding. It was great. It was was the best. (laughs) I will come over there. (laughs) It was the best episode I've ever watched. It just keeps getting better. I really miss doing this live now. My face (laughs) should have seen it. I don't remember ever doing it live. I do. Or in in person together. I do. It it was a lot more drinking. Speak for yourself. Jill? I liked all the parts that didn't have the angels. I wasn't super impressed by the angel story. Not a lot. I loved all of the other stories. Terry? I liked it. Blammo. 
Got nice. him. <laughs> Terry, everybody. He has broken his spirit. <laughs> spirit was broke before he found him. I didn't want to talk anymore, so done. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard, I was listening to Strangers in Space podcast a little bit before we started doing this, and one of them is a member of Gallifrey, Gallifrey Base, which is like an invite-only Doctor Who chat site where everyone just like fingers each other's buttholes about how much they hate doctor who Mm, and (laughs) and you can like get an aggregate score of what everyone on the website thought about it and of the entire jody era this was their number one they liked this one the most so even the hardest of hardcore dickhead fans could not find fault with this one when I was uh, Twittering this week, I noticed that a lot of the people that had negative impressions of the previous stories really liked, or sorry, episodes, really liked this episode. And I'm in the opposite boat. That, that, that is weird. But you, normally, like, Angel, the angels legit scare you. It's true. So I thought they, you'd be in this one. But then, have you watched it a second time? Because I know I the first time you were kind of busy while we were watching it. Yeah, no, I watched it again. I think it's, like, they weren't as scary. Like, there were just so many of them. They were so constant. They weren't scary. They Like, you just knew they were going to be there constantly. And they didn't have the fear factor that they usually have. And maybe that's why I just didn't really care about the angel part of the story. There, There is something to be said about, like, you know, the... I've brought it up before, but the alien versus aliens approach. You know, alien, when there's just one monster, is super scary. Aliens, when there's a million of them is now just a war movie and that's kind of the same with the angels when there's a ton of them it does kind of change the fear or the fears from a different place like it's not like you're like there's something in the house that's hunting us one by one that we can't see kind of fear it's more of just like uh we're surrounded by the enemy and there's no way out kind of fear yeah and you know if you're into one of those kinds of things and not the other one then but it's so hard, like, Blink was so good and so beloved that you really can't go back to just, like, a single angel in a story. And and in this one, they're doing something very specific. They're tying it into the division, so of course it's going to be a big group. They did go back to a single angel in the crash of the Byzantium. Like, it just ended up being a lot more angels than what they thought, but it started with the one that was creepy. And that was right. awesome. but we also... They never, like, um being chased by that angel they're chasing it until they find out that they've been led into a trap yeah but this kind of has a real similar feel for me to that one not just because there's a whole lot of angels but because kind of kind of just like the vibe i was getting a lot of vibes like because it was kind of similar in that amy couldn't open her eyes or couldn't see her well it's been a while that part yeah the the dust coming out of the eye right yeah but yeah and then there's the um like the voice the angels using people is to to speak that's something we don't get all the time that was Um, good and it's always creepy and I, i saw someone point out today that the angels are always women angels and the voice is always men hmm and then, uh, so I think someone else pointed out an instance where they did use a woman voice. So, or in this one, they use Claire's voice. <laughs> so that's bullshit right away. <laughs> but when, when they were using, um, Professor Jericho's voice, that was pretty cool. Who is mm-hmm. that guy? That actor? He seems he, recognizable. 
is like the first mate in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, like big side sideburns. Yeah, I never okay. ever would okay. have figured that yep. out. He's my favorite. <laughs> you just like pirates. What's with you and it's, pirates? Well, no, 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 not like I'm not talking about pirates. I'm talking about him as an actor, and his character was so fucking splendid. Like he is the most British guy I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> well, it seems like we're getting him a little more. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the next one. I've heard some speculation that he's going to be in the next and the rest of the way here. Nice. The dude's got passion. He's well articulated. <laughs> he was in the military. Good compass. Good yeah, what yeah. compass? I said moral compass. Oh. But I was too quiet. I just heard compass. He's compass? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a compass? <laughs> he knows of a compass. <laughs> we go this way. <laughs> hey, that's a good quality to have in a TARDIS team. Knowing where to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, let's start with the cold open. I actually really like the cold open. It's the professor and Claire. He's kind of got Claire in like a lie detector kind of thing. And when she's telling the truth, like the the year and her date of birth, it's telling it's saying that she's lying, or as he puts it, that she doesn't believe it. Um, and I, that whole scene it was pretty long. I thought it was really good. Those both of them are really good actors. Claire killed it the whole episode. Yeah, like mm-hmm. anything she was in, she just dominated. She was fantastic. She reminded me a lot of the actress uh, that was in that Dalek story where the Dalek was a backpack and she was taken over. Probably because it was like the same modulization on the voice, but... Are you deciding to use 10 minutes in to bring up that Chibnall's repeating himself already by having the <laughs> sure. monster of the week be inside our female <laughs> guest star? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take your point over and make it about Claire, but... That was, no, it is about Claire. It was. It. it was a really cool cold open. Like, I I think we got a glimpse at that point that something was weird, of course, because that was the idea. But um, to not really address the fact that she has an angel in her until much later <laughs> um, with that glimpse of a cold open, like, made it really effective. Because you knew yeah. it was coming. You didn't know how. And we, and we didn't really know what was up. And we didn't know that the the angel that was inside the TARDIS is the one that's in her and then the twist that the they're not the other angels aren't coming to save this angel that they're hunting it that was cool yeah that Wait, realization the, one, the there and was that two the angel was part of the division yeah that yeah. was like that's the biggest thing to me like they're they're an extraction squad which is awesome that's yes. such a cool <laughs> thing for angels <laughs> It's the kind of thing one would hope we'd have gotten if class had continued. Oh. We should watch class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you guys haven't watched class. This is a spoiler for class, kind of. But in the throughout the one season they got, it's shown that like there's this board of governors that is running the school, and it's evil. Like it's it knows about this evil stuff going on, and there's and they're kind of pulling the strings. In the very last shot of the last episode, it's shown that all these governors are surrounded by weeping angels, and it's actually the angels that are running them, running everything. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh. then the show got canceled because nobody watched it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I never heard about I think this. On BBC America, it was getting like 180,000 views an episode. Oh, God. Is that good or bad? I can never That's tell with terrible. Oh. Doctor Who gets like a million when it's like a premiere. Otherwise, it's like 800,000 maybe. Wow. But it, it was doing like a million <laughs> in on BBC and Doctor Who gets like right now this episode will get like 3.84 or something like that. Jesus, even so a million seems like it doesn't keep the lights on. Like how- No. <laughs> and speaking speaking of the viewing figures, so every episode this season the numbers have gone down, which are is pretty typical of a show that has a an episodic storyline or mm-hmm. is sorry, is it the other way around? A serialized storyline because people will fall off if you miss an episode you're not just going to watch the next one maybe you'll come back and watch it on iPlayer or something but it is staying pretty steady with like the percentage of people watching TV so even though you know back in the David Tennant days 10 million people were watching and now it's only like 3.84 million it's still 25% of the people watching television at the time that it's on so that's like an enormous Wow. Number. Nice. And for the BBC, the only number that really matters is how much money is going into their pocket. And for something like Doctor Who, which is sold internationally to 100 countries, that amount of money just keeps going up and up. That seems like an impressive number in this day and age, though, where people can just watch it 12 hours later, like yeah. on a player. <clears throat> Uh, what? Okay, cold open. Well, then we smash cut to the TARDIS scene, and just like last week, the shots of the angel like flying the TARDIS are really cool and super creepy. Yes. So that angel the- wasn't the Claire angel, though, right? Because the Claire yes, angel, it was. no, because the Claire angel was in Claire. Correct. Right, but it projected itself out into the TARDIS so that we could fly it to itself. Yes. Yeah. I missed that (laughs) whole explanation. (laughs) I dislike the cold open specifically because of the ending from the previous episode. Everybody blink at the same time. Yeah. Well, that kind of, and they didn't even blink. They all just like clenched their eyes closed. It was kind of crazy. That's not blinking. (laughs) That's just everyone close your eyes. Chibnall has just got like a big hard on for that don't blink phrasing. So he's got to. I literally wrote down everybody blink at the same time. That's just closing your eyes. <laughs> they could have, like, it could have been really cool if they, like, all of a sudden went to, like, slow frame or, you know, like, slow spin around the TARDIS to show all the things they wanted to show when their eyes were closed. Oh, you can't do a spin around the TARDIS because that set is a disaster. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But it could have been a really cool scene of them not just closing their eyes. Right. And Sam, I watched this episode with Jill. She said exactly the same thing when it happened. <laughs> she goes, that's called closing her eyes. <laughs> that's very so upset. true. Um, the thing you were just talking about, Alex, the angel in Claire's mind, when the doctor's in Claire's mind, yeah. having the conversation with the angel, she says, like, how are you able to psychically project yourself into the TARDIS? Like, the amount of energy that would have taken is incalculable. And the Angel just changes the subject. <laughs> like they don't answer at all. <laughs> and I was just like watching it the second time. I was like, oh, good job, uh, Chibnall. <laughs> just fucking ignore that super impossible question. Like, bring it up. Let us know that, yes, I know 
that it <laughs> couldn't be the angel because she's inside Claire, so we got to put this line in. How does that work? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Magic. I got the sorcerer's stone, buddy. Favorite favorite part of like the the fourth um, Fast and the Furious movie is Vin Diesel is constantly he like all, the, all of the FBI is looking for him in all of Los Angeles. And he's constantly coming and going from his own house that his sister is living in. And like, you know, talking to her, telling her bits of the plot so that it can move forward. But every time he, she sees him, she's like, how did you get past the FBI? And he just goes, ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then they never talk about it. <laughs> or else someone's like, oh, I got to go talk to my sister. He's like, well, how are you going to get past the FBI? Ah, don't worry about it. And then just smash cut to him inside the house. <laughs> Ta-da. that's what this reminded me of so i there was another line in that scene though where the doctor accused the angel of doing something and it said it was not me and i just assumed that was why did you take tardis and it said that was oh, not that me. she or so that angel wasn't the angel that sent claire back in time oh oh right it, that was that was the that, hunting angel and right. it was going for and that's yeah, when she gotcha. finds out there it's not hunting claire it was hunting that angel yeah. which was okay. inside of claire that's such a cool concept too like rogue angel breaking out like everything about the angels in this story i kept thinking like wow what a cool way to make them terrifying again like it was it was yeah. it was awesome they they felt uh more alieny if that makes sense like before they were just the angels that were terrifying 100 but now they like have motive and station and like a high ends like it was it was crazy on a part after after the angels in manhattan they were shown other times as just like just like another bad guy like they're in the snow in that Christmas episode where oh, Matt yeah. Smith regenerates. They were down in the cloister room where, um, you know, in the episode where Clara comes back to life. Um, like they're just shown as like just like another monster. Like, oh, here's the Cybermen and the Daleks and the Angels. And it feels like they should be treated differently. And and this one did that. And they, I, yeah, I, as yeah. Mrs. J said yes. last week. Yeah. She had every faith in Chibnall to do a good job with the monster because we've seen him do a really good job with the Daleks, with the Cybermen, with the Centaurans. Like, this is what he's good at. It was great. I enjoyed every minute of it. It was so much fun. There was kind of a sentiment around the internet and on podcasts this week where people were saying, like, it's the first episode they were able just to, like, be comfortable watching. Because they're like, oh, it's the angels. They're not going to screw this up. So they were able to just like <laughs> put away their scrutiny hat and just like settle in and watch it. Why? Because everyone's just like, I don't know. Everyone just had this <laughs> like confidence that this was going to be the best episode of the season. And they're all right. I mean, so far. It just, well, yeah. But also every one of those people that have had that confidence is not confident in Chibnall pulling off the end <laughs> or oh, like no. being able to have a satisfying ending. I think I'm the only one who's like, of course it'll be good because I'm, I'm also one of the few people that liked Ascension of the Cyber or like um, the Timeless Children and Ascension of the Cybermen where, you know, people, a lot of people don't like that. I'm excited for the end. I don't like. I don't want it to be over because this story so far has just been right? awesome. But More of this. 
Like, yeah, this this has been, in my opinion, like the best writing that Chibnall has done for Doctor Who. And like the planning, like it just feels so different than the other two seasons. I'm so excited for the Daleks. Give me them gold Daleks. <laughs> yeah, the ones we saw, right? I'm pumped. You know Jody's last episode's going to be the Daleks. Oh, yeah. We saw them last week. I was a little sad they didn't make like a spoiler back in this week, but you know, you can't overspoil them. I get it. Are we calling are we calling Davros back? Like <laughs> is is are we going to no, see Davros? No. I would be so excited. I would be surprised if there were some returns for her last episode, but maybe not Davros. Um one one final tangent. They did announce today that the next or the first of her three specials is going to be New Year's Day. So we won't have long to wait after mm. Flux ends before the next story. Is that a Sunday? No, it's a Saturday. Hmm. Saturday. Hey, um, And then there'll be one in the spring and then one next fall and then one the next November 23rd after that. Oh my gosh. Boo. That's a we big have spread. so much classic who. <laughs> RTV's first story is two years from today. And in between now and then, there's five more episodes. Woof. <laughs> right? Jeez. Oh, Welcome to the life of a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. When did you do this? We finally made it. <laughs> hope you guys are jonesing for Torchwood. <laughs> yep. I hope we never do Torchwood, so that will be continuously <laughs> our joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the neither time of the space boys like. I bought them the complete box set of Torchwood as a joke to be like, ha now you have to watch Torchwood, dickheads. And they're like, no, we don't. <laughs> right into the bin. Uh, the bin you have been listening to too much British <laughs> stuff. Please save me, save me from the British stuff. <laughs> if I could talk like too much the bluey. professor, I would every day of my life. It's elegant it's a lifestyle start now oh Ooh. fuck i can't be proper speaking of the professor and what he says i loved his line of when he's talking to the angels of you stop right there you are observed that is my power over you like i that moment was so powerful i loved it i i also loved how he just understood their weakness and was using it against them as much as possible mm -hmm. so good it does seem a little far-fetched sometimes, the people they run into that are like, oh, yeah, yeah, statue monster, got to look at it or it'll kill you. Got it. Right. And <laughs> and he, like, he had said that he's seen some things in his line of work, so, like, maybe he's already seen alien shit and just gets it, but he was more... Uh, he, he was talking specifically about a real thing during World War II. Yeah, probably. But I was going to say he he uh he was acting more like he wasn't like a greenhorn companion where everything is blowing their mind. Like he's just like, "Yep, I got it. Let's go." Kind of like Dan. Dan was kind of like that too. But he dabbles in the whatever weird Dan stuff. Dan hasn't done shit yeah. this entire season. He's the new no. yes. He's he, he just even shows up on scene. He hasn't looks even good. introduced himself to the doctor yet. <laughs> like he's <laughs> not a part of the team. Dan all Doctor he does, Doctor Dan. Right. <laughs> that did happen, yes. But all that he <laughs> all that he does is like say like what's that? 
oh, what's this? Oh, I don't want to do that. How did that happen? And that's a hundred percent of his dialogue. But then when he's by himself and he's like, oh, there's a alien ship over there. Better go infiltrate it. Like he's just a baller. Like he'll just do it. <laughs> he's not like, you know, it, I don't yes, know. He did have one good episode, but that was all just a device to get Carvanisa in there. Speaking of, I just realized that the only reason I don't like this episode is because there's no Carvanista. You. Uh, we got to see a ship, or a ship from yeah. his people. who cares? Well, he was in the Next Time trailer for next week. Yeah. The protective dome around Earth becomes compromised, and he has to tell oh, no. somebody about it. So they're still doing the shield thing, even though the flux is done or whatever? Isn't is the flux done? Did we confirm yeah, that? I was just trying to figure out the fuck no, you're talking we about. We actually had an argument done. about it. You keep saying it's done, there's no evidence that's done. I thought I thought restoring the Mori fixed that. You said that last week too. Yeah. And what? did I get an answer? No. <laughs> what there's is the no name answer. of the girl it's that's right. searching for the guy who's not on the show anymore? Bell. 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 She made a and statement Vinder that the flux was, was in the mid credit scene. Yes. Oh, Cody, I forgot to tell you to keep watching during the credits. Son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah, there's more. Okay. Sorry, what was your question, Cody? I talked over you. Well, well I was pretty sure uh, Belle, as she was flying to whatever Tatooine planet that was that she landed on, that she made a statement that the flux was done. Just oh, okay. Just but saying. it has, like, it has destroyed most of the universe. But also, just because it's done in one place doesn't mean it's done in another place. No, Jake. It's done forever. I, it might be, but there there is a problem next week. Swarm does talk about, like, uh, before the flux, or, like, after the flux, like, uses it as, like, a, a middle ground right. in conversation. And next week's episode is called Survivors of the Flux. So that's something. I'm getting mm. vibes like the thing happened and now yeah. it's done. I was just saying like, just shift on. you know, don't count your chickens, you know. Hey, whoever had that half shift during the the song, did you ever open the rest of your beer? I'm concerned that for you. Op- it opened completely. Oh. That was such a fast shift. It sounded <laughs> it was like a, a half shift. fast shift. <laughs> I was real worried this whole Hold time. On. Can I, can I, can I quick shift this one? Let's see. Hold on. It's probably the same kind of beer. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get a good handle. Here we go. Oh, yeah, you did. Get a shift on. Miller Lite, that's the ticket. Can I ask you guys a very serious question? Was there any point at all to Peggy or Mrs. Hayward or the fact that they were the same person? It's just cool. I thought it was uh, no point. Literally no point. They just wanted to show you a shitty character a like terrible vanilla character and timey wimey bullshit. Maybe maybe it was to like cause she obviously knew what was going on before everyone else did. And so that was to wrap that up. Like, oh she was the kid and saw it all when she was a kid, blah blah blah. Like, they were just trying to throw as many twists as they could into one episode. Well they want someone they need like the person who knows everything to show Yaz and Dan around the village. Which is ridiculous, because turns out the village is real small. They could have just figured all that out on their own. <laughs> and uh, the lady pointing out that the cemetery has more statues than they thought, or more Tombstones. headstones or whatever. Yeah. 
uh, didn't mean shit because that priest just disappeared right away. I, I don't, I don't know why they had to be there. It was probably Maybe just the to little interact. girls in the next episode a lot, so it's a point. Maybe it's just to show that like they're fucked because this girl's with them and she had to wait sixty six years, which like I get that. And again, spoiler for the next for next week in the next time trailer, Dan and Yaz have been there for three years. Huh. Yeah, but so wasn't like, wasn't that reality shrinking like with the space thing encroaching? It was temporally extracted. And they got what they wanted, so they put it back. Can we talk about that real quick? Oh. About how they use the term quantum instead of temporal? Oh, yeah, quantum. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... well, so temporal means out of time. Quantum means, like, out of space. Does it? But what about tempura? <laughs> uh, that does means that mean delicious. breaded and fried, baby. <laughs> breaded and fried. <laughs> oh, man. The... I want that as a background on my PC, the picture of that, like the edge of reality with the cosmos in the <laughs> distance. It's just really cool concept. I'm glad they put that in the show. I hated the <laughs> terminology for quantum extraction, but I get what they're going for. <laughs> well, and it has like a double meaning. It's not just the place that they quantumly extracted, but they're also quantumly extracting the doctor. Yeah. Uh, there's a term for that too. What is it? Uh, what was that spy show? Blacklist? Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. No, it's, no, it's not that. It's <laughs> when you're a spy and then you're like, okay, your government has abandoned you. Uh, oh. Burn notice? Burn notice. So, about the doctor getting quantum shifted or whatever. <laughs> well, we've only seen her get turned get into a an quantum angel. quantum shift so done. How, like, okay, are the angels the absolute most powerful beings in the universe because like they yes. they apparently can uh project themselves anywhere in reality and do stuff and uh they can just turn people into angels like like and then also just feed off of their energy when they blink them back but like maybe what... they need like a ton of them to turn someone into an angel and they're also on that stone thing. Yeah, that the just stone up. was glowing a lot. So maybe there so was something. That's there. like their thing, their ship, maybe. That looked real yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. And also, we're assuming a lot. Like maybe some of these powers have been given to them by division oh, or good point. something. Like it could be any number of things. I thought only best the not, best broken angel it. was the one from division. No, all of them. The whole squad. They were, All the other ones were sent by division to get her. Yeah. Oh. It's a it's a death squad of angels. Like how terrifying. Oh, that's an empty beer can. Question. How terrifying. Are we uh, are we taking questions, Sam? I suppose. Okay. Oh. Sam, am I gonna edit this out? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, I just had like a thought, because you asked like if angels are the strongest beings in the universe and stuff mm -hmm. and i was like god wouldn't it just be an interesting war between weeping angels and the silence in that if the angels were observed they'd have to stop but then the moment that they'd look away would the angels forget that the silence was there so then the war wouldn't be happening like i don't know i think that would just that be... was not a question i know but wouldn't that you can, be like fun? you can just say things <laughs> No, I we can't. I really can't. <laughs> also, we have been over this discussion before. Have we? 
Yeah. Yeah, they're bleeding fairies. <laughs> what? Uh, so I'm gonna explain that. Can they? Uh, hold on. Can we call? Can we just refer to the division squad as the bleeding fairies? <laughs> uh, that's too good. I have to leave this whole sh- bullshit yeah. in. <laughs> they're, they're very tactical. They got. They have berets. They're great. Everybody this whole loves podcast. The- is inside jokes. Yeah, we're off the rails. I mean, at this point, if you haven't listened to us from day one, go back and listen to us from day one. We're great. Oh, no, we're great don't. from the start. Do All the way okay. from day 25. Like season four, it starts to find its footing a little. It was it was super fun to podcast in person, but I feel like it gets better when we aren't podcasting in person. Only because of audio. Audio is definitely better, yeah. But I can't play off of everyone's expressions, Jill. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Just imagine mine is always anger. Jerry's <laughs> is always frustrated. Locked <laughs> in. Got it. <laughs> and Jill is not paying attention. <laughs> True. He can see me. <laughs> but now she can not pay attention without you staring right at her. It's perfect. Okay. Last part of the story we haven't talked really about at oh. all is the whole... Terry, I'm going to come down there and strangle the shit out of you. <laughs> I just, okay, never mind. Go on, carry on. The last part of the story that we haven't talked about at all yet is the whole mansion scene, or I guess it's just a house, it's not a mansion, but the whole angels penetrating the house, uh, the angel coming to life from the drawing, chasing them through the tunnels, all that stuff, all like the proper scary stuff the of the story. The fire angel? Horrifying. Did you have to say penetrate? I was going to say not a good enough reason to use penetrate. (laughs) Almost exclusively. (laughs) Yikes. I'll be right back. There's a pie baby tube crying for the past couple minutes. Hold on. Or keep going. Whatever. I'll be back. That's when they found out she indeed would not be back. That was the last time anyone ever saw her alive. <laughs> she ran away, never to be seen again. Are we talking about the angels? The God, I knew it was going to happen <laughs> yep. at least once. <laughs> the angels chase. As far as like an angel episode goes, we've seen this, you know, versions of this before. I just want to see if you guys like it, what you were feeling. Did you actually get spooked a little or, you know, talk about it th- like we're doing a podcast? I thought it was... Um... It was it, it was cool. It was like a it was like a micro base under siege story inside of this giant episode of of a or giant story of an episode, however you want to say it. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. Um, and then that that was when oh that was when the doctor was mind melding. So do you think they're gonna like, like come back to that like mind recording thing? Yeah, but but also. So I think, and I, I'm not, not sure, but I think this man, uh, Professor Jericho, is the one who writes the book that River has in, um, what the hell is that episode called? So you're saying there's down? a chance. <laughs> oh, always. Yes! I'll keep watching. Oh, so in Time of Angels... River has a book, and that's where the doctor like flips through it, and River's like, "Oh, it's written by a madman," because it says things like, "The image of an angel is an angel," and so he repeats that phrase when the doctor says it, 
And he's like, so are you saying an image of an angel is itself an angel? Which is like exactly oh, how it's shit. written in that book. Mm. So, and they say it was like written by a professor, a doctor. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, so I think he's the guy that writes that book to give them the knowledge in the future uh, uh, slash past <laughs> to fight the angels. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Today on Is so, It a Paradox? So like I said earlier, yes. I didn't... <laughs> think the angels were as spoopy as normal because you just knew they were going to be there but i did like kind of the behind the scenes like usually when we've seen angels they just appear and and then they're constantly you know trying to keep an eye on them trying to know where they're going to appear but like seeing them like in full attack mode in full penetration like of the doors (laughs) and the walls and whatever else it that was like is it's a different kind of scary like it's not the normal angels jump scare but just seeing mm-hmm. how powerful they are, like not only do they have mind control, but also like just their physical presence was super dominating as well. And also yeah. the chances that this dude's house has a smuggler portal to the angel <laughs> temple of De- doom. Deus Ex Horny Boy Tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't for smuggling. It was for going and having secret trysts with his lover. Oh, I thought it was for smuggling. No, so did I. It was when I rewatched it. I had the subtitles on. Oh. Lovers Hill, my dude. That's where that that <laughs> tunnel left to. How the doctor knows God. that? Gotcha. So if I make a tunnel to my out of my house, will I will I find love on the end, the other end of it? <laughs> You'll find angels. <laughs> There's got to be a girl out there that just loves tunnels. <laughs> just just walking around hoping to come across. Just looking for those open. tunnel loving did, girls. <laughs> did you just build a fucking tunnel out the back of your house? <laughs> Tunnel lover. I'm going to oh penetrate my. this tunnel. The vapors. <laughs> oh. I think this could be a Tinder profile. <laughs> tunnel I'm Jake. lover 24. I love building tunnels. <laughs> so many tunnels. The foundation of my house is very unstable. <laughs> but then, like, underneath, no mole women. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, I don't discriminate. Um, <laughs> we'll accept mole women. <laughs> we get some fun. Uh, new things like extracting from the idea the image of an angel is an angel we get the drawing which I really like the effect that they did where from the piece of paper when the angel comes out of it there's still like strands of light connecting the angel and that piece of paper and so when the doctor like crumples it up the angel kind of crumples up yeah that was and then when she lights it on fire now you have a fire angel which is super cool even more terrifying (laughs) I didn't notice the crumple part, but the fire part was uh, amazing. That was Nobody... super cool. I was like, it's that easy to get rid of angels? Like, you just crumple them? This is great. <laughs> Nobody nope, is not... capable of writing a story about the angels without adding six new superpowers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta add to the story, otherwise what's the point? You add to the doctor's story, and the monsters are you know, just kind of there to be a barrier. But we... The doctor's already beat them, so you have to add something to yeah, make it. Yeah, the doctor's hard. never lost to them. That's kind of what makes them not scary. Well, you could say about anything. Well, you I, could yeah, say I the doctor say lost in this episode. The doctor has lost yeah. to some people. Not so much the doctor losing herself, but losing important characters that I care about. Yeah. Which Cody is not, I mean, about the last, who? No, I, who cares about dickbag number X whose jacket got grabbed? <laughs> How, unhand me, angel. Blah. 
<laughs> and just like the cold <laughs> stare of that little girl just being like he wasn't very nice to me <laughs> and then did you notice in that scene Yaz like is rolling tears down her cheek because yeah. those old people died like hey Mandip we know you're like really good at acting but calm down <laughs> nobody liked them there, this, this character right here was designed in a way she just can't help herself uh, also, was that the first time we actually saw someone like, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a camera cutaway and then they're missing. It was like, we watched them disappear. Yeah, we saw him disappear. We saw the whole transition from like the point of view of Jericho. That was kind of cool. And then we saw the two old people after the first time, um, crumble to dust, uh, to answer your question, though, we did see Amy and Rory disappear when they got touched by an angel. I thought there was a like a like a cutaway, and then it was a cutaway to Sad Doctor or something. Uh, not Rory. Like Rory, we really watch him disappear. I can't remember the Amy one, but I think it's the same. Okay. All right. Um, now that now that we've been talking about it, and I've been thinking about it. Like I brought up the fact that Chibnall uses the you know angels talking using someone's voice through a device, like they did with uh, in. In that two-parter, where they're using that dead soldier's voice. Oh yeah, that was creepy. I think, I think it was a lot more effective in that one. One because it was like a dead person's voice and not the voice of the person that they're chasing, but also like the dialogue was a lot more clever. And I mean, I'm a Moffat guy, but. Uh, like it was creepy and they were like fucking with them and like that's saying say stuff like that's angels laughing or we did it because it's fun and like just being bastards about it. Yeah. It just se- seemed like it was done a little better previously. And, you know, it, it's cool to see stuff like that brought back. But like if you can't do it as well as the first time, maybe don't do that part. Yeah. And it's not like they said anything that they that they used it was it wasn't like anything that moved the plot along yeah i will say though every time i heard the angel speak it was just like holy shit that's it's well that dude's got an awesome voice as cody keeps saying yeah well even even with uh claire though like that was still really creepy and just ominous yeah well that actress is awesome too, and they were modulating her voice, but uh, that's neat. Terry, what you got? Um, I was going back to the uh, Claire when they're inside doing the mind meld contact. Um, just the the imagery of the colliding shorelines of their two minds, and then everything being in a stone slate wash, like was just really fun to look at because like you're just inside the mind of a angel. I was also um kind of disappointed on the close-up of Majeure just because you could see like the latex wrinkles around her mouth and that kind of pulled me out of it. Because like normally her makeup is awesome, but just today it just seemed like it was not well applied to her face. And it looked weird. Yeah, and you could see the folds of the, I don't really know what it's called, but like hair cap or bald cap type mm-hmm. deal. And it was like, ugh, 
when they did the close-up on Azure. Yeah, and like the burning in her eyes just wasn't there. She was, I guess she was like being <laughs> well, kind. Just, yeah, but... yeah, she was trying to be like uh, welcoming and trick, tricksy. Yeah. I do like the effect they used to make her voice like like sound like she was far away but the voice was penetrating your mind like they did a really good job with the sound design it wasn't just hey we'll just put make the voice loud it was just the way they did it where it was both like soft and loud at the same time i don't know what they did it was great so the bar for penetrating is pretty low here then huh hmm. and then the way passenger works uh just that Absorb field, or however it's called. Transportation field. That's it. Um, it's a transporter. Transport into it. I guess I was kind of confused as to how they could just lie on the ground and also not be transported. Because the field was above them. Like a foot above them? There's yeah. An, there's an yeah. altometer okay. on the field. <laughs> and it's it's kind of it's just like a cutting plane two feet off of the ground. Okay. Duh. It's have like you ever seen a transportation field? Ghost monument not. where they just dug holes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, three inches into the ground. <laughs> Ta-da. Did we talk about uh, Bell's message to Vinder? And how rage-inducing that shit was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bell's yeah. a real dumb-dumb. She is the <laughs> dumbest. Like, she doesn't deserve Vinder. <laughs> Like, and Pender's just like, oh this fucking God. bitch. <laughs> I married the dumbest woman alive. Well, then he's like, I'm coming for you. I'd be like, okay, well, guess you're on your own. Yeah, Cody, why? you didn't watch it, but... So Vinder goes to that planet, and that dude that she saved is there, and he's like, hey, she left this message for you. So it's like a video message. She turns it on and she's like, okay, I got to be quick because these things are timed. They don't give you much time and you only get one shot. And then she's like, like he talks probably didn't for already a while. know that any anyways. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, at the very end, like, oh, okay, uh, coordinates I'm at. And then it just turns off. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe start with that dummy. Yeah. I hate her. Yeah, I didn't see. I was wondering what you guys were talking about. Yeah, it's a mid-credits scene. Maybe stop taking notes from the MCU and just fucking tell people you got a mid-credit scene, please. The most uh, successful uh, form of telling a story in the last 10 years. Yeah, don't copy that. But goddamn, like give me a hint. Be like, hey, stick around. Or, like, don't the, put it longer than... The whole reason Kevin Feige does end credit scenes in the MCU is because he loves Ferris Bueller. Was and that a Cody, Ferris Bueller the, thing? The end credit thing was seriously, like, three seconds, and then it cut to it. You had to have stopped it, like, immediately. Yeah, I may or may not have been on the job. I had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't say which job. No. <laughs> Has uh, one the... last thing. Oh, oh blah, blah, blah. sorry. Go Going back to sound design, has the end credits always not had the drum part to it? Because this one didn't have the drum part. No, this was different. It was definitely okay. different. Yeah, it it sounded cool, but it was it Maybe was different. That was supposed to like catch your attention, so you didn't like shut it off. 
Speaking of the music, there's this one music sting sting that Sagan Akinola uses a lot. And it's usually like this big, triumphant, heroic moment. But they used it three times in this story. And I don't really pay attention to music very often. But when the doctor realizes what is happening and like turn turns around and like faces the angels and starts like the transition process there's this big music sting and i want to say it's the same one he used when the first time she says i'm the doctor but i don't i don't know if it is but then he uses the exact same music sting when in that mid credit scene when vendor's watching that recording and it shuts off and he kind of laughs and then he just points at it and says i'm coming and then that same music scene plays on a happy scene. So it doesn't matter if it's like sad, <laughs> happy, triumphant, or failing. Same music. I couldn't notice anything other than the Doctor transforming in that scene. But I believe you. I feel like it was the same. Hey, Macarena. Cody. who's your mvp what's his name kevin mcnally no professor mvp (laughs) professor mvp well yeah jericho but not jericho ken mcnally just also a blessing in the worst episode of doctor ever in the (gasps) 80s oh no that's fine he earned it he got better he took what he learned from that episode it wasn't his fault. Ah, well, then, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Sam, who's your MVP? And Yaz did a real good job, but Professor MVP. She did a good job doing what? Acting, <laughs> Walking obviously. around a village really slowly? <laughs> <laughs> but what acting was she doing? She was crying when she wasn't supposed to be crying. She I disagree just... with you. She was good at being uh, a cop for 25 seconds. Watch it again. She was good. They were all good. She's always good. She's the best actor on the show. Yeah. She should be the doctor. She's fantastic. (laughs) Alex. I'm giving it to Chibnall. He's doing it. He's doing it good. He's penetrating my fantasy mind. There you go. Giving it to me good. (laughs) This is a qualifying use of penetrating. (laughs) Uh, Jill? I'm giving it to Claire. Yeah, you are. She did a real good job of being a human who's like concerned and being part of the team, plus playing an angel. Um, I'm giving the LVP, which you didn't ask for, to whoever put the angel wings on her the first time. Those are terrible. Oh, in the mirror? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. so bad. It was kind of a cool, like, reveal, but... It was a great reveal. The, but, like, the, Halloween the angel wings yeah, were yeah. terrible. Terry. Kevin McNally. Jeez. What? It's just a lot. It's not a lot. It's the exact appropriate amount, Jake. 
three. Yeah. <laughs> At least it will be when we get two more votes on them. What about the boy from Inbetweeners? He didn't like him? Who? <laughs> uh, the tall, skinny, bearded dude that Bell saves. Who? Who? <laughs> His outfit was really good. Yeah, it was a it, yeah, it was a cool outfit. I'm surprised he gave it so hard to Bell, but that's neither here nor there. We're we're done with that. Continue with your MVP spree. That's also like my favorite kind of like mean joke where it's like what about blah 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 like someone you're supposed to know and then someone's like who <laughs> just <laughs> cracks me up every time well for me um alex you were giving yours to chibbers um i'll give mine to maxine alderton the co-writer of the episode it wasn't just chris chibnall there you go this is the only episode this season not solely credited to Chris Chibnall. And, you know, they do have kind of like a writer's room. There were writers assigned to do stories, but COVID stopped all that. I would guess that she was picked to do the Weeping Angel Angel story. And that when it was going to be condensed to one or to a shorter season that Chibnall had to rework the story to fit. Like maybe it was originally going to be standalone. Maybe it was going to reveal at the end that it was the beginning of maybe a three part finale where that revealed that the angels were part of the division, whatever it in some way began with Maxine Alderton. And I would assume that a lot of the angel stuff was her doing. So good job, Maxine. Blam. She previously wrote Haunting of v- Villa Diodati last season. And that was a banger of an episode. Hell yeah. And the first part of a three-part finale, kind of, where it's revealed at the end that the monster is going to continue into the finale, which kind of makes me think that that's what maybe her original story was supposed to be. Yeah. Because she steals her own shit. She's bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we've already mentioned Chibnall repeating himself a little bit. Uh, this this season, now I'm kind of super curious what the structure is going to be when it was originally going to be 10 episodes. It had to have been just regular Doctor Who season, right? Like, everything standalone, but then COVID broke that, and you just well, had to... I think it'd be more like last season, where it's like two-part opener, two-part finale, those are the main story, maybe one story in the middle, like episode four was, or episode five, Future of the J- Jadoon, that like ties in to what the main story is going to be. You know, so maybe five of the ten are about the arc, and with one of them maybe just tangentially. Man, writing... Writing... A show just sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Just think of all that shit. <laughs> Alex, do the song. Hey, Jake. That was really weird sounding. Yeah, I know. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Should we, in honor of the Doctor Who Day, give away a prize to one of our listeners? Oh. <laughs> Fuck. If you stop that doing that voice, so was, was this was Sorry. this was this planned? planned What's obviously. happening? <laughs> I asked him to remind me. 
I did not want that. <laughs> you can cut that out. No, no, you're keeping it. Everyone has to know that this is what Terry is. The way it penetrated my ears. Stop. It felt like he was standing behind me. No more of that word. Oh, I am man. horrified. <laughs> me too. Hey, dear listener, if anyone is still listening, we have a prize There's to give no away. Because sometimes I get drunk and order things online that I already have. <laughs> so sometimes oh, I end up with three signed pictures of Billy Piper. <laughs> Jesus. We know who changed how many times. More than once. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I have a non um what what do they call it? Like what are these Yes, a non-personalized picture of Billy Piper as Rose signed by Billy Piper. Uh what should we do if someone wants it? Just ask for it. Yeah, probably. Uh oh, come up with like a crazy uh like trivia question and the first person to respond with the correct answer gets you just it. want me to come up with a crazy trivia question yeah, right yeah. now yeah no, related, you're really you're related to the pod oh ooh, podcast trivia yes like how many episodes have we put out or or how what many? was right. my ooh. favorite episode how many ooh. episodes you know, if you're are on itunes you can just look it'll tell you how many episodes <laughs> we put out or you could yeah. ask who has won the most games Here's no, I think how we don't know the answer to that. <laughs> what what does what does Cody consistently call Christopher Eccleston? Guys, <laughs> I want to give this away. We don't have thousands of listeners. I want one of the three people that stayed on till the end to ask me for this. Yeah, they know what Alex's favorite episode is for sure. Well, Was. previous. But Was. do they know Jill's? Do I know? Jill? Yeah, it's, an it's an episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, no. <laughs> sure. Dear listener, if anyone is still listening to this point and you would like a signed picture of Billy Piper, tweet at Married to Who Pod on Twitter and ask me for it. I will ship it anywhere in the world. All you have to say is, hey, I'd like that. And if I still have it, I'll give it to you. And I'll tweet out when I give it away so you don't have to ask, you know, if someone's got it yet. And uh, that's it. Nothing crazy. We Just will, ask and I'll give it to you. We will penetrate it into the mailing system of the world. <laughs> Jill, you started all of this. <laughs> Alex, do the song. This has been Married to Who's episode on Village of the Angels. If you would like to listen to any of our episodes, you can do so. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you want to listen to the really old ones, do it on our website, marriedtowho.com. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody Sam, Jill, Alex, producer Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next week for the Survivors of the Flux. Beauty, <laughs> <laughs>